Hi, I'm Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast, the podcast that focuses on musicians, authors, and interesting people. We like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. So sit back, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. On the podcast today, a delightful lady who wears many hats. She's a musician, she's an artist, an author, a community builder, and also the owner of the Music Authority in Georgia. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. Will you please welcome my guest this time, Melissa Loggins. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Very, very pleased to have you on, Melissa. Let's talk about your humble beginnings. It says that in your bio that you grew up in a small farming community outside of Toledo. Uh, Then you moved to Georgia. Uh, You graduated, and then you wound up uh, going to Berry College in Rome, Georgia, where you studied music. Can you kind of take us through your formative years and how you you went from being a child to being a graduate? Absolutely. Uh, I grew up in uh, Woodville and Gibsonburg, Ohio which, as you said, is outside of Toledo. My grandparents were farmers. My aunts and uncles were farmers. Uh, My dad got out of the farming business when he was young, but I lived just a mile down the road, so I I grew up on the farm. Um, Loved loved that lifestyle growing up. It was was something I, I just, I loved being outdoors. I loved being with the animals. I loved being on the farm. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, But I loved reading too. So I, I actually read pretty much most of the books in our small town library. <laughs> I just I picked a shelf and away I went. I, that was one of the things while everyone was going away on, on uh, summer vacations, I would go to the library and I'd check out like 10 books every couple days and just uh, just go through it. All right, very good. So once you, you left uh, Ohio, you wound up going to Georgia. Yes. So my dad got a job transfer when I was a junior in high school. So I finished high school living with my grandparents um, because I was going from a very small school of about 72 kids per class to a very large high school here in Georgia of about 650 students per class. <laughs> um, so they let me finish high school in Ohio. I moved here. Um, I had the intentions of going back to Ohio for college, but Providence had different plans for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some I had some trouble getting into the classes I wanted at the schools I wanted in Ohio just because they were such big schools and, you know, just the way that the numbers work sometimes. But I got into a very good school here in Georgia to study music, and that was Berry College in Rome. And uh, from there, you also interned at the Atlanta Opera as a as a voice or an instrument. Did you play an instrument or what? No, I actually interned. Um, I am a vocalist by trade. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, but I actually interned in the development office. Oh, okay. Um, and the development office is the people who do the special events and take care of donors and things like that. And it was an incredible experience uh, to be a part of that. I realized in that process that as much as I loved performing, and I still perform to this day, I still make music to this day, um, I still gig that as much as I love that, I love inspiring other musicians more. And that that was really a strong pull for me. And I learned that by being at the opera. And that's kind of what led me to run Music Authority, which is a music school and music store. Right. That's what we're going to talk about next. You utilized your background in music business. You formed a company called the Music Authority. What exactly is the Music Authority? So the Music Authority is we do lessons, repairs, and retail. Okay. We, um, we specialize in contemporary music and musical instruments. So while you can rent school band instruments for, from us, what we really, really are specialized in is guitars and amplifiers and drum sets and basses 
and the kinds of things you would hear on the radio. And we did that because at the time that we started, people in our area were really focused on the school band program. So we didn't want to reinvent the wheel. The school bands around here are amazing. They have incredible directors. They're very, very talented musicians, but they didn't need us to do the same thing. What they didn't have is they didn't have somebody taking care of the students who wanted to study rock and roll. So that's what we decided to specialize in. So we have a thriving rock band program. Um, actually, um, I'm in my office so I can hear them outside doing their thing. But we do a rock band program during the school year. In the summertime, we do a rock camp program. We have um, varsity level bands, junior varsity level bands, and then we have elementary school bands as well. And that's what we really, really focus on. So actually, your your alter ego would be Jack Black, right? <laughs> In School of Rock? Something like that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, now, the Music Authority has won some prestigious honors, too. I read that uh, it wound up being one of the top 100 music stores in the world, not in just Georgia. We're talking about the entire world. And this was six years running from 2015 to 2021. That's a major kudos. <laughs> what do you think of Thank your you. success? Um, it takes a lot of work. I uh, And I don't, I don't like to rest on my laurels. So every year when we, we submit... Um, applications and paperwork, um, sort of a report of what we've done in the previous year Mm -hmm. to to win that award. And so every year when I submit that report, I start thinking about what am I going to write about next year? Mm -hmm. What can I do to make this experience here more exciting and more unique to our students? And that's, you know, that's how we continue to win that award is by continuing to innovate and continue to think ahead and not not just be like, oh, we won it last year. That was really nice. I'm glad that they gave it to us and move on. We want to make sure that we can do it again next year. This is on the level of a Michelin star, folks. So just, just so you know, this is the major accolades that this lady's got. And based on your expertise in music, what would you say are the five uh, most essential school band instruments? Um, we find that the most essential things that most students in school band should be focusing on is your clarinet, okay. your flute, uh, is your saxophone. So three woodwinds there. Your, okay, three woodwinds of brass. Your okay. Trumpet and your trumpet. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, once again, clarinet, flute, saxophone, trombone. Trumpet. And, tr- and, and, and trumpet. Okay, very good. So yep. two brass and three woodwinds. Awesome, awesome. I, I played piano for a bunch of years, but uh, I just could not make the note. I, I could I could read the notes, could not make the music. Just uh, didn't have the rhythm, didn't have the, didn't have the groove. But uh, I did have a decent voice my early years and such, uh, as far as that goes. I was in choir. As a matter of fact, my wife and I met each other in seventh grade choir. So uh, that's uh, that's. I, I just love I love music. I love everything about music, and that's kind of what this show is all about too. As far as it's it's helping promote musicians. Uh, also interesting people and authors. So that's that's one fun thing that we love to do about uh, about this is just we just love music. And it's uh, whether we make a dollar or we, or we make a hundred dollars, it, it doesn't matter. We're just trying to help promote music, especially uh, local music. So when we get rock and rollers, the youngsters there, when they start hitting it big, have them get in touch with me, okay? Before we continue, I hope we uh, everyone has enjoyed the podcast today. You can check us out on the web at someoneyoushouldknowpodcast.com. You'll find the recent news, our archive of past episodes. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I invite you to go ahead and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. kind of helps us out, too. And we're very blessed to be heard around the world. We want to salute a couple of cities. Uh, Pompano Beach, Florida is listening. Edwardsville, Illinois, and Valencia, Spain. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're continuing our interview right now with Melissa Loggins. 
Now, throughout my life, music has been my soothing balm. Can you explain how music is used to distress our lives? What I tell my students when I'm teaching them is that our job is to convey the emotion of the song to the person that's listening to it. Um, so just singing with a with no feeling mm -hmm. or playing with no feeling is not really an option for us because music is about communicating that emotion. So many people don't know how to communicate emotionally, especially in the world of text. Like we're <laughs> yes, so used to absolutely. Each other now <laughs> absolutely. That we don't know. We just don't know how to communicate that, you know, we're hurt or we're angry or we're sad or we're happy and ecstatic and, you know, or we're love or whatever that is. So for us, it's essential for us to be able to communicate that through the, through the sounds that we make. And that's what I think about as being music, being a soothing balm. That's what I think about is music is really pure emotion. It's the emotion of what, what they're singing about. Right. And, um, you know, what you listen to, you know, I, when I, when I leave work and I go home, I'm, you know, I'm usually a little tired. So I want to listen to something upbeat. So I put on something sort of loud and upbeat in my car to get home, home to, because it, then I get home and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do the laundry and feed the dogs and do all the normal household stuff. Right. Exactly. Now that the end of my day is there. Um, but likewise, when I'm getting ready to go to bed at night, I'm going to listen to something quieter, listen to something more soothing, listen to something a little bit more relaxed because it sets the mood for what I'm going to be doing. Awesome. Very good. And you've been stressed out a lot. Uh, you had a battle with cancer. I had a battle with cancer. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I have good blood tests and good, good scans. All right. Very, very good. So that's a good thing, too. So hopefully the music has been kind of, you know, soothing your issues as well. And we wish you continued success in your battle with that. I I had uh, cancer in 2021. I can have to say two years later, I am cancer free. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Uh, how can music teach uh, the teens essential life skills? That is something very, very important because the teens today, sadly, they don't seem to have the same morals that we had when we were growing up for us, I take, I, I borrow this from Girl Scouts. This is not my my phrase. Yeah, that okay. we teach. It teaches them courage, courage, confidence, and character. Okay. Um, when you get up on stage in front of people, that's terrifying. Most of our adults can't do it. Like I always ask the question at concerts, you know, how many, you know, parents in the audience, how many of you would be willing to get up and do this? And very few of them are. Mm -hmm. So every time that student steps on stage, we're building that self-confidence. It's kind of like speech class. I don't know if they still have speech class in high school, but it's kind of the same idea. It's being comfortable in front of a crowd and being confident enough in yourself and your, in your own beliefs and your own music to put it out there and let other people see it. I totally agree with you there. I'll never forget. I got started in this as far as getting on stage back in sixth grade. It was a special music class, and uh, the teacher was working with these five or six girls that were working on this routine, and a friend of mine and I were just heckling them. The teacher saw that, but instead of disciplining us, she said, okay, you think you can do it, you get up here with them. So what, he, what she did was the girls would do the routine and we would be behind them kind of still heckling them. And then we'd, as they go to the next verse or whatever like that, we'd go a little closer to the side. And then basically by the end, we would be in front leading them. So that, that's what got me on stage. And I haven't been on, I, I can't get off stage since then. It's just one of those things that I've just always loved being 
in front of a crowd when you know they talk about you know oh gosh I could never talk in front of two thousand people I'd say twenty thousand people would be my my crowd <laughs> so I, I really and truly agree with you there as far as it teaches you those skills to succeed and what you're teaching yes. right there is just is absolutely wonderful for our youth today I think that is uh, they they hide behind their phones they hide behind their their screens it's very very important for them to actually have the ability to shine and be proud of what they're doing. You agree? I, I agree a hundred percent. That that's just not something that I see being taught anymore. Yeah, it's um, it's it's sad, but I'm glad you guys are doing it there. It's wonderful. And if we wanted to find out more information about the Music Authority, can you tell us some good links to uh, to get us to what you're doing down there in Georgia? Absolutely. Um, we have a website, musicauthorityinc.com. And if you want to see what we're doing on a daily basis, you can go to our Facebook page, which is Music Authority Inc. Um, we post things like what's going on in the store on a daily basis. We post pictures of our students, what's going on at summer camp, what's going on during our lessons, what's in the repair shop. So if that's a really good way to see on a daily basis what's going on and the fun we're having. Awesome. Very good. What we'll do is we'll include those links down in our show notes. So if anyone is interested and happens to be down in the Southeast or they would go ahead, like to go ahead and have their child attend that, they can. Is there like an application process, Melissa? Uh, it just give us a call. You can get our number on the website. You can also sign up online on the website and uh, match you with the instructor that you. We have 28 instructors on staff, so we have a pretty big staff. We like to talk to you so we can make sure we're matching personalities. Very good. What's the most, most unusual instrument that you've got to teach there? Um, we teach... We teach a lot of ukulele, which was really strange for us when we started. I was just going to um, say ukulele. We, we have actually... <laughs> lots and lots of ukulele students awesome very good very good that's that's really cool i was going to say you now there's so many different types of percussive instruments too uh i was i was kind of thinking because it, i don't even know the names of some of them anymore you know as far as i remember the marimbas and all those particular things and all of a sudden it's like this that that and then going man because you see these videos that pop up on facebook and it's like i'm playing the i didn't even know that was the name of it but it's it's kind of neat so you teach the, the the percussion also as well i'm guessing yeah um, we do drum set, we do snare, we do marching band style drums, mm-hmm. um, and we do cajon, um, which cajon is the box you see that they sit on top of. That, there you that. go. I never did. It's called a cajon, huh? A cajon, yeah. That is, that's, because that, I, I think that's just so nice when you're doing something acoustic and you're just sitting there and tapping on that bo- a cajon. I learned something new today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice old dogs can learn new tricks. What about your final thoughts there, uh, Melissa? Music is so important. Um, so whether you're in the Southeast, come see us. But if you can't find us, find somewhere else. It's it's like therapy. And it's something that will teach your kids amazing talents. Awesome. Very good. And also, for us older farts, they would like to get involved with music. It's not too late to learn a new skill. And music is always something very, very, very special. Something that you will take all the way to the grave. It's just very, very good. Melissa, I thank you so very much for taking your time today. From away from the kids today, you're teaching that rock camp or what is it it you're teaching today? Yep. Rock camp. That's what we got going on. Awesome. Very good. We'll have all the information down in the show notes. So if you missed anything, we'll have it down there. And Melissa, thanks so much for being a guest on the Someone You Should Know podcast. 
Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Hi, this is Rick Anthony thanking you again for listening to this episode of Someone You Should Know. Now, if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure, I invite you to drop us a line at someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. That's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. Also, I invite you to tell a friend about the Someone You Should Know podcast. I thank you for tuning in this time, and I invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast, because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do I.